Oh my goodness. That's uh that that's not right. <laughs> you had a cop give you a ticket? Just we were like, it was me and two of my buddies, and we were out driving in the middle of the country, like the middle of the night. So he figured we must have been up to something no good. So he pulled us over, and there was nothing wrong. So he ended up giving me a ticket for not using a turn signal at a four-way stop. Oh, my God. At like 2 o'clock in the morning in the middle of the country. Awesome. Oh. Wow. Use your turn signal. Yeah, that's the moral of this story. Use your turn signal. Well, for me... Uh, I had my first job. I worked at a little grocery store in Hartford City called Bill's Food. Um, and the boss that I had there was, oh, man. Um, to kind of give you a, a kind of an idea of this man, he was a big old, like, 6'5", six, 6'7", six, man. He, he had this bowl-cut hair. Uh, everybody said he looked like a walrus. And he kind of did. I mean, he had, like, a mustache going on and, and the bowl-cut, and he... Yeah, yeah, he was a, a, a you know just a just an angry fella. He he cussed all the time. He smoked constantly. He cut you know, and he and he just loved to yell. I mean, yelling was like a sport to him. Just like let's just yell at whoever for whatever as much as we can yell. And uh, he was a former Vietnam vet. If you could get him to talk about, yeah, I mean, so he you know, rough around the edges. But if you could get him to talk about golf, man, he would talk about golf until you were golfed out. You just, there was nothing left to say about golf. And he complained, smoked and yelled, and he loved to make people feel dumb. And for some strange reason, he really liked working with me. I don't know why. I don't know what. Me and one other guy, and we got stuck closing with him every Thursday night. And I tell you, it was miserable. I hated working for him and working with him. And uh, he just towered over everybody, and he was a, I mean, he was a really big bully. You know, and, and it was hard to want to do your best for him. Uh, I think for the most part, many of us just did the bare minimum to please him and, you know, whatever it took to, to keep him happy. And then when he wasn't around, it was like a free-for-all. We just did whatever we wanted, you know, and, and kind of just, yay, Bob's not here, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I found it very difficult to work for him. And very hard to respect him um, because he wasn't a good person. And I think it is very challenging when we come against people who are not good people. They're not nice people. They're like the substitute teacher that just is hateful to people. It's not easy. They have authority over us, and it's not easy to respect them in that position. Now, maybe you've had a, you know, like we said, a teacher, a boss, or a coach, or maybe you haven't had anybody like this yet, but you probably will one day. I just about guarantee you'll have a boss one day at some point in your life that's like um, not somebody you enjoy being around or working for. Um, and they're going to make it difficult for you to respect them, to listen to them, and want to work hard for them. <coughs> Excuse me. And this can be a unique and difficult thing to try to navigate because God speaks really clear that we are supposed to respect those in authority over us and honor them even when they're not good. Um, we don't get a free pass when they're bad. So how do we have better relationships with those in authority over us? If you have a Bible and you want to look, we're going to be in uh, Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2. <coughs> Man. 
I wish I could stop coughing. Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2. Romans 13 says this, starting with verse 1. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against God. Or sorry, rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. So, I want to just stop for a second. When we refuse to submit to the authorities that are set up around us and set up before us, we are rebelling against God according to what we just read, (laughs) what the scripture says and what we just read. There is no authority that has been set up that has not first been set up by God. We have to remember that. I think that's interesting, and I think sometimes we don't think about that. Um, It goes on. Verse 3, For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong, do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your... Sorry, let me read that again. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. (coughs) So... Again, it's considered for us to be doing the right thing. To submit to the authorities that are in place over us. Being your teachers at school, your coaches, your even your parents. I mean, then we can take this back to talking about parents because they have authority over us in some way as well. Um, even if they're really good and you like them, and even if they're really bad and you want to run them over with a truck. You know, it, it doesn't matter. God is calling us to be the better person. This whole series has kind of come back to this theme of this is about changing you, not trying to change someone else. And doing the right thing here would be to submit to this authority. Now, first Peter, Paul talks about people who are good rulers. He's kind of that's what he's kind of talking about there. He's talking about the people that, you know, they don't punish unjustly. They're 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 not without reason for punishing. They're punishing people who deserve it, you know, yada yada. Being, you know, they're not ruling harshly, but first in First Peter we see him talking about the idea of those who are not good rulers. They're ruling harshly. It says this chapter two, verse seventeen. Show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor. Slaves in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters. Not only to those who are good and considerate, but also to those who are harsh. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Now, you've probably never thought about it like this. You probably don't, like this is not a thought that you have every day, you know, when you get up in the morning. Um, But when you respect your teachers, 
when you respect your bosses, your the people you work with, um, when you respect anybody who has an authority over you in any way, even if they're a complete idiot, it's commendable before God. God looks at that and, and sees that as a good thing. In fact, if you suffer in some way as a result of that person who has authority over you, you're actually following in the footsteps of Christ. I think that's interesting. You, now, I realize that none of us have probably been beaten by a teacher. I hope not. Anyways, we might have to have a chat if you have been. Um, you know, we've never had a coach beat us or a boss that took us out back and, you know, gave, gave us 20 lashings, you know, because we showed up late. Um, but maybe beaten unjustly by extra homework or having to work on your day off or, uh, you know, for less pay or I don't know how you would, you know, maybe uh, from a coaching standpoint, maybe you had to run laps, you know, because you were late to practice or, you know, you were, you didn't do well according to the coach and so he made you run laps. Um, you know, being treated by, uh, treated poorly in front of classmates or in front of coworkers or something, you know, not necessarily beaten physically, but punished in other ways. Perhaps uh, an even greater example of, of this idea of, of people in authority is our president. Now, I don't know, they're not going to get into a debate about what you think about the president, um, partially because I don't care. <laughs> um, and it would, we could be here all night if we did. But no matter whether you think he's a good president or a bad president, the president of the United States is a position of authority and power. Um, he has, uh, a, in a sense, an absolute power over the decisions and things that take place in this country. And it's easy for us as spectators to disagree or to watch and see what he, see what he does and say, well, that's not really, you know, I think he's a moron and I could probably do a better job or, you know, or no, he's a great president and, and, and I love everything he, he does. You know, whatever side you fall on, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. We have to trust that God has put him in that place of authority. I think that's a hard pill to swallow right now in, in the state of our, our economy and whatnot. But we have to trust that God has a plan and, and a purpose and that he really does govern over the authorities of the entire world and not just the United States or whatever, but that he has set that authority up and, and set those people in power. And it's, I know this is crazy to think, but if, if we understand as, as the scriptures are talking here, he has even set up the authority that you have, you know, those teachers in your school. God's aware of those who are, are in charge and have authority. Those coaches that you'll have, the bosses that you'll have. God, you know, we have to trust that God understands, you know, that there's, he has a plan and a purpose, you know, um, and it's hard to do when you sit under somebody's leadership or authority that is a tyrant or like that substitute teacher, you know. <coughs> it's really hard. We have to keep in mind the words from Daniel. Daniel chapter 2, verse 21. I love this verse. This is kind of the, like, uh, I guess the takeaway from, for this message. It says, He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. See, God declares to Daniel that, hey, you know what, Daniel, I can change the time 
and the seasons. That's the kind of God I am. I have that kind of power. You know, this, this king, this ruler that's, that you're not liking and he's not a very good person, I can just wave my hand and be gone with him. And I can raise up somebody else to take his place. You know, the, the, this substitute teacher or any other teacher that you, know, you have that might not be a very good person or very nice to their students. If we believe what God says here, then, then in a sense, he can, if he wanted to, he could just snap his fingers, wave his hand, and, and be gone with that teacher. You know, I don't necessarily think that he's probably going to, you know, but he could. And, and maybe we should pray that he does when we're in situations like that. I know I've prayed for a few times for God to uh, take away some people out of my life life um but you know if you're in a situation where you've been dealing with somebody who's difficult and they have authority over you you know what this, this could even be just like as simple as doing a project with somebody and somebody else is in charge you know this this these principles could apply uh, i want to give you some really quick practical advice um of how to kind of deal with this in your life <coughs> and then we're going to close this is like the shortest talk I've ever done I think um, that's what happens when you write a message when you're sick you keep it short, sweet, and to the point so um, two things I, and it all is wrapped around this idea of challenging you to pray for this person whenever you have somebody who is difficult and you're, you have to work for them or they have an authority over you my recommendation is that you begin to pray for that person. And pray in two ways. Begin to pray in two ways. Because it's not about you, you changing them, it's about you changing yourself. So begin to pray, one, that God would change the way you see this person. That, that you could respect them and that God would give you the ability to respect them and honor them the way that you should. And that you're able to lead by example before others and be the better person. That you're not going to badmouth them in front of anybody else. That you're not going to talk down about them. That you're just going to be the best person that you can possibly be. And, I, and I'm not even going as far as to say that you need that you, that you should love them. Although I believe that you should. But I'm just saying, begin to pray that God would at least start with letting you respect them, um, even if they don't deserve it. And I know that's so hard because I've had to, you know, I've failed at that. The second thing is, is pray that God would soften their heart. And open their eyes to the way that they've been treating people. You know, what if you prayed for this substitute teacher to realize that she's an evil witch? You know, and that she treats people, you know, poorly and unfairly. You know, pray that, you know, maybe she would just wake up one day and, and realize, wow, I'm really, yeah, I'm awful. I shouldn't get out of bed today. I'm not bad of a person. You know, yeah, exactly. Where's the nearest road? You know, I mean, may may God may she, may God open her eyes to that. You know, and, and along with that, <coughs> I'm going to say this, and and I I don't know if a lot of people would give this advice or not, but I don't necessarily think that it's a bad thing to pray for those people to be removed from their position either, because if we really believe that God is in charge, maybe we need to pray that God would bring somebody better. Somebody who's going to treat people better. Somebody who's going to be a Christian and be, be you know, strive for, for
for righteousness and, and for godliness and, and be loving to the people that they work for or that work for them, you know, or, or, or the, the students. You know, I would rather see that you guys have substitute teachers that actually care about students and, and want good things, you know, not somebody who, who seems to hate everybody in the world, you know. Pray that God would maybe remove them. And then lastly, pray that God would reach them. Because ultimately, that's what we want, is that God would reach their heart and change them. Um, <coughs> let me close with this. And, I, I, uh, you know, I feel like this is the one area of my life where I dealt with this the most. Um, our first church that we were at, I was there for a total of ten years. Um, eight years as just a, a tender. We volunteered. We, You know, that was my home church. And then I served two and a half on staff. And... I watched the senior pastor of that church over and over and over again hurt my family, hurt my friends' families, you know, and just people, person after person after person. And needless to say, it, it was one of the most difficult situ- job situations I've ever been in. And I don't know why I took that job after seeing all that and knowing all that, why. But I guess you just got to start somewhere, you know, and, and I wanted to be in ministry so bad, and so I... I just jumped in. Um, but he was impossible to work with. And he, he made my life extremely difficult for about two and a half years. And I don't know, you know, what, what I could have done differently or what I could have done better. But we had, a, we had quite a bit of success. We were running about 35, 45 students and during the school year. And then attendance usually dropped off during the summer. Um, but we'd have events. We had, we'd have like 80 people show up to events, you know, adults and students and um, things were, you know, running really good, but I was working a lot of hours for a little pay and a little appreciation, and um, we made it into about our third year or so. I think, well, it was like two and a half, so that's like third year, right? Isn't that how that works? That's technically your third year, right? Okay, just making sure that I'm thinking about it right. Um, and I kept, you know, wanting to be hired there full-time, and they wouldn't do it. They refused to do it. It wasn't because they didn't have the money or because I was like an incompetent person and wasn't getting the job done. It was all because the senior pastor believed that by me being there in my home church, that was, I was playing it safe, and he just couldn't get his mind around that and said, there's no way I'll ever hire you. And so we had this conversation one time where I was asking, you know, why can't you hire me full-time, you know? And he ends up yelling at me and screaming at me and it just, I mean, it was just like this, it was just terrible. I mean, we've talked about it a little bit. You know, it just was this awful situation. And I did not handle that situation well. I mean, I was so bitter, so angry, and it was very difficult for me to respect him at this point. I just thought that there, God, why could you possibly let someone such as him lead in your church how could you allow this to go on and there were countless times where I feel like I (coughs) probably said things in passing to other people that were negative about him that should have never been done you know totally failed in this situation in my life Um, but all I wanted to do was just yell from the mountaintop about how terrible a person he was you know and and get that off my chest um I didn't, uh, but even when we're faced with situations like that where it just seems like all we can do is just, we just want to scream, we want to like, 
get our way. You know, we want to make it known that we're right and they're wrong. Even in those moments, even when it's just the authority, the person that has authority over you is so bad, we're not permitted to disrespect the authority that God has set up. We have to trust. God calls us to stand up and trust in Him. Uh, and I'm not going to say that that means you have to agree with that person. It doesn't even mean that you have to necessarily follow that person or keep working for that person. Um, may not have a choice. Um, if it's a teacher, you may not have a choice, you know, to not go to the class. Uh, do what? Tardy room. Tardy room. <laughs> well, get like a. Do you guys have in-school suspensions? Four, four tardies. That's it, and then you get an in-school suspension. I'd be in in-school all the time, man. That's crazy. After school, though, right? Lucky enough to get the. T- I don't. I don't. I don't know too many people are gonna put the that as a lucky. You know, I was lucky. I got the two-hour one on Friday. Okay, I wasn't catching your sarcasm there. Um, you know, this it's not always easy to respect bad authority uh, or bad leadership. Uh, but I believe that if we would, in those moments, turn to Jesus and just say, okay, God, give me the ability to trust you, to trust that you're in charge. I really believe that he will, he will give us that strength and, and, and it would be more or less we will be respecting who God is, not necessarily who that person is. And trusting who God is, not necessarily that person. Remember what it says in Daniel. He changes times and seasons. He deposes kings and raises up others. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He deposes the bad pastor or the terrible boss or the unruly teacher or the bullying coach and he raises up others. May we take comfort in that and find strength in Jesus in those moments when it's difficult to uh, respect other people. Let's pray together. Pretty simple stuff tonight, but sometimes challenging to do.